Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness, the show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth podcast. Thank you for listening. This is Eden. And Kim. And we're happy to have you on the other side. So we want to give our regular shout out to the Imperfectly Perfect campaign. It's a very important campaign that raises global awareness about mental health and helps people. Make sure to check them out under Imperfectly Perfect campaign on social media. And they are expanding globally from Australia and coming out to America and beyond. So we're excited to be working with them or aligned with them. Yeah, we are. We're excited. We're, we're going to get to meet Glenn next month. No, yeah. in December. The founder. Yeah, the yes. founder. Okay. So I wanted to share, I found uh, a magazine at Sprouts Market, um, and it's a mental health magazine. And there's an interesting article in there that I was um, hoping to just read, and I think the audience would be interested in hearing. Yeah. Okay. So these are the celebrities that... Uh, speak out about mental health well and i think that that's what that's what the imperfectly perfect campaign's about is yeah. getting people that are normally seen as perfect in the public eye to be vulnerable and mm-hmm. be authentic and then it helps give everybody else permission like oh it's actually like the hip trendy cool thing to be vulnerable and authentic and admit that we're all a mess and <laughs> all have our struggles and that we can rise above it and deal with it and find ways to heal from it right so i think it's getting to be even more out there more popular for celebrities to speak out right right so here we go i'm going to read a, a few of them uh so this one's from pete davidson okay i gotta pick it up <laughs> okay Uh, The Saturday Night Live star has been public about his mental health battles, going as far as to address them on taping of SNL in October 2017. And he says, as some of you may know, I was recently diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. And I didn't know this. Mm -mm. Yeah. A form of depression. There's no cure per se, but anyone dealing with it, there are treatments that can help. First of all, if you think you're depressed, see a doctor and talk to him about, I should say, or her, about medication. (laughs) And also, be healthy. Eating right and exercise can can make a huge difference. Right, and that's brave of him because I feel like, you know, you get scared of, you know, if you're already this top-notch actor or comedian and you're like, oh no, am I going to get fired if I admit this? You know, am I going to lose fans? But if anything, I think a lot of times you gain fans because it's refreshing. It is. But there's also that shame and, you know, the stigma about it's a shameful thing. Mm -hmm. So that is extremely brave. Mm -hmm. So, okay. And I hope it helps more and more come out. Right. Okay. So the next one I have is from John Hamm. One more Okay. Uh, The actor has been open about how therapy has helped him survive depression and alcohol addiction. And he says medical attention is medical attention, whether it's for your elbow or for your teeth or for your brain. And it's important we live in the world, a world where to admit anything negative about yourself is seen as a weakness when it's actually a strength. He's also talked 
about struggling with depression when he lost his father at age 20. You can change your brain chemistry enough to think, I want to get up in the morning. I don't want to sleep in until four in the afternoon. Awesome. Yeah. All right, I'll read two more. Okay. Demi Lovato. The pop star has struggled with suicide, bulimia, cutting, and drug addiction, and was diagnosed with bipolar disorder in 2011. And hers has been really public. Then in July 2018, she was hospitalized after a drug overdose. I have always been transparent about my journey with addiction, Lovato posted about a month after her overdose. What I've learned is that this illness is not something that disappears or fades. It is something I must continue to overcome and have not yet done. I want to thank God for keeping me alive and well. Mm. So that's super brave. And I think there was so many people rooting for her. And then the last one we'll share today is BB Rexa. For the longest time, I didn't understand why I felt so sick. The Grammy nominated singer and songwriter tweeted last April. Why I felt lows that made me not want to leave my house or be around people. And why I felt highs that wouldn't let me sleep, wouldn't let me stop working or creating music. Now I know why I'm bipolar and I'm not ashamed anymore. That is all. Parentheses, crying my eyes out. I don't want you to feel sorry for me. I just want you to accept me. Mm, that is beautiful. Yeah. So I, I applaud them for for being brave and and you know thank y'all for listening because I know like a lot of the past episodes we've had a lot of people sharing very extremely vulnerable stories and experiences about different things like that and it has helped we've had so much feedback of it helping people just the other day I had someone let me know that that the episode about um, suicide awareness they were able to reach out to the person that was the guest Stephanie Laurent and Mm -hmm. get help from her and so just it makes it really meaningful that this show is touching people's lives oh and and for us yeah I feel so gratified and fulfilled that we can make a difference even for just the one person But I know there's so many people out there that we're touching and we have to keep doing it. Right. Exactly. So thank you all. So we are extremely excited to have Billy McNamara here. And many of you, I'm sure, have heard of him or seen him on TV and in movies. He's a well-known actor. He's also a filmmaker. And he is an amazing animal rights activist. So welcome, Billy. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for being here. We're excited. You have great energy. Very Mm -hmm. humble energy. Yeah, he does. Yeah, that's what we like. No egos. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, were you affected? at all with the fires going on uh well not this time okay um other than i live in santa monica so the but the we are having it's very smoky i'm sure yeah yes so it's been uh that's been difficult i was in the fires the malibu one last year and um had to be rescued by the oh my gosh yeah i was rescuing horses and Uh i got trapped in corral canyon and um fortunately a helicopter saw me and they sent a, the fire truck up, and so I got out. But uh, they they made me evacuate. But I went. I waited. I hid underneath a truck because oh, the sheriffs gosh. tried to find me. And you know, because they called, they said, "Hey, there's a crazy guy trying to take these <laughs> rescue horses." <laughs> and so I, uh, I I evaded the police, and then I went back up and I got the horses. Oh my god, yeah. that was okay. more important to you. Yeah, you're to, amazing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, because you are the animal activist. Yeah. We heard about what you did with, um, what was it, Digest. 
<laughs> no, National Geographic. National Geographic, you sorry. Did a, right. You filmed a documentary for National Geographic about the exotic animal trade. And yeah. that's, we were saying, oh my God, that's like the horse mm-hmm. thing is already brave. You're like yeah. a superhero. Yeah. And, and, and animals need it. That's not, I'm not going to say the most, but they're up there, you they're, know? They're definitely up there. Yeah, we did six, six episodes on uh, Nat Geo Wild, me and uh, Allison Eastwood. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And sort of as, you know, focusing on, you know, a lot of people in the United States have exotic animals mm-hmm. and they shouldn't. Right. You know, they get a, um, a a tiger cub or a lion cub. They're really cute. And it's a, you know, it's a great conversation starter, this, you know, baby cub. If mm-hmm. I had one in here right now, it's all we'd be doing is, mm-hmm. you know, playing with it. But they get really big yeah. and they get really dangerous. And you have to feed them, I think, about 16 pounds of meat a day. Oh, my gosh. Goodness. So it's gets costly. And so a lot of people can't handle them, and they lock them in small cages for the rest of their lives. So Allison and I, we were getting tips through um, some organizations I can't name, but they would tell us that so-and-so has a, uh, you know, a lion in their basement. Oh, my gosh. So we would show up with the film crew and knock on their door. Oh, and then Allison and I would try to negotiate. We'd have a sanctuary and a transport and a veterinarian with a you know dart gun standing by uh-huh. to you know release the animals, like hostage negotiation. And we were successful about fifty percent of the time. What? So it's all filmed. Oh. Yeah, it was filmed. Whoa, that's so brave and admirable. And and so is like what's I know that there's a sanctuary in Hesperia called Forever Wild. I think it's called. Um, and they ended up getting a, they got a makeover on like a show, like a ABC Home Makeover show. Right. And yeah. they have a lot of the, the, the animals that used to be pets, exotic right. panthers. Yep. And, That's right. Yeah. 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 So you can actually go visit that, you know, yeah. instead of zoos. That's right. And, and see those animals yeah. that they rescued from the exotic trade. That's right. Yeah. So. So. Wow. That's, that's interesting. And so the places you went to on the show, were they just here you know, just not. I was picturing you're in Africa somewhere, but you're you're talking about uh, people's homes. Yeah, in like Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, oh, um, Arkansas, uh, Pennsylvania, the states that they still allow exotic mm-hmm. animals. Okay. So it's kind of a state by state thing, and now I think uh, there is a lot of uh, federal legislation, so I think it's going to be banned nationwide pretty soon. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Is it banned in Europe? I think it is. Yeah. yeah nobody yeah. owns. There's no. They always get ahead of us in Europe right. with everything, the circuses and right. animal testing. Right. No. That's yeah. True. Yeah. So, so in the animal activism field what what's your most passionate topic like what's something you feel the most or is it just kind of everything it's kind of everything right you know just animals right right okay I love it yeah and and my background is that too like I I first became vegetarian at age 13 New Year's resolution from reading PETA magazine and and a lot of the listeners know I was in a group vegan vixens and we did all this outreach and speaking on it and I still feel very strongly about all of that and yeah um and my dog even, we were talking about it the other day, how mm-hmm. when I rescued him, um, they had on the the adoption form, status, kill. So we got him just in right. time. And it's like, I have that. Like, it shows that. And it's like so heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. 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 So anyway, I love the, the work you're doing. So um, you just sold a film as well. So right. can you tell us a little bit about that? So it, it's uh, both a film and a TV series in the company that bought it is a Canadian company and they believe in it as a series so we're going to cut a, uh, a pilot as well mm. but they have the movie is sort of as collateral mm. so that's okay. you know something that can be sold and money can be made immediately 
when you have a pilot, you know, the chances are selling a pilot are very slim. It's right. just the way the TV business is very competitive. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, that was a, a labor of love. It took a long time. It's about a guy and uh, his pit bull. Oh. And uh, the guy's homeless, lives in his car with his dog. Oh. And I play that guy. Oh, my oh, God. So you're in it. Yeah. Okay. I wrote, directed it, and starred in it. Nice. And then uh, I've got uh, Billy Baldwin has oh, a great role. I love him. Angus McFadgen, who was in Braveheart. Allison Eastwood, Robert Wagner, R.J. Wagner, oh. um, Tom Sizemore, bunch of bunch of people. That's Sally amazing. Kirkland. Wow. Yeah, it's a really it's a great cast and sort of a dark comedy. And and uh, my character, the opening uh, of the movie in the series is a, a cartoon of my character being abducted in Topanga uh-huh. by aliens. Oh my god! <laughs> and then he ends up in an institution oh, mentally wow. for the mentally insane. So we don't know if it's true or whether he was abducted or not. He believes he was. Uh-huh. But we we don't we don't know for sure. Yeah, it's fat. and you wrote it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Wow! Love Congratulations! <laughs> That's it, so cool. And the I star, want to watch it. Yeah. The, the star is a pit is the pit bull. Oh, the, the pit I had bull. I had I used to be a, a vice president of a pit bull rescue, and I used to have a pit bull. She passed away, and I still I still see dogs that look like her, and I still cry. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I love oh, yeah. pit bulls. Me too. So I just saw you on a, a Lifetime movie. Oh. I just had to throw that out there. Yeah. Called the uh, Wrong Cruise. Yep. Yeah. I do a lot of Lifetime movies. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen, I've, I've watched all of them, so okay. I'm sure I've seen you on others. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. cool. Those and are my favorite. And you played a bad guy? Yeah. I played a, a bad guy, and I was uh, actually um, a friend of mine's the director, and he wanted to give me a job for the day and give me some cash. So he said, hey, I can come on, do, do a cameo with this. Uh, TV movie I'm doing with uh, Vivica Fox uh-huh. and uh, just a little cameo. I played the captain of the ship and I think I have one line, <laughs> but you know, it's good money. And, uh, and then a week later I got a phone call and he said, well, Lifetime was watching the dailies and they said, is that Billy McNamara? And <laughs> I said, yeah, it's Billy McNamara. Call him up. Let's get him in it. Let's rewrite the script and get him, give him a really good role and, uh, and and make him the bad guy. So they oh, did. That's so that, what a cool story. Yeah. So yeah. so do you like playing a bad guy? It's fun. You you have a license to really overact. I love overacting. <laughs> Does it help you get anger out or anything? Yeah, all that stuff. It's great for everything. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah it's an outlet. It's an outlet. Yeah. It's like slam yeah. dancing. I don't do that anymore, but that's what I used to say. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Now you're dating or you're, you're aging funny. yourself. <laughs> it just came in my head. It reminded me. Uh, anyways, well, speaking of outlets, what we like to ask people related to the imperfectly perfect campaign, what is your what is your technique or, or way for dealing with when you feel low or down or, or some struggles you've had and how you've overcome them? Well, I really have a, a lot of resources. Um, I'm in um, AA, which is a 12-step program. So I've got the, you know, I have a community of people. Anywhere I go in the world, if, I'm at, if, I'm, if I have a job in Australia, I, find mm-hmm. an, I can find an AA meeting in London, uh, anywhere in the United States. So it's a, a, a phenomenal support system. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, in L.A., there's like maybe 100 meetings a day. That's awesome. Everywhere. Yeah, so you can and, just say, you know what, I think I need a meeting at, yeah. at go midnight. Wherever. And yeah. you could just go. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, we have the 12 Steps, which is really a spiritual, it's a, it's mm-hmm. a powerful spiritual program. And uh, and you were mentioning some of the people were talking about that they have the, the celebrities or have the incurable mental illness. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I, I went to a conference recently and I heard a uh, very well-respected, well-known uh, AA guy, written a lot of books. 
and he was speaking. And then his partner that they go on tour together is a very well-known, well-respected psychiatrist um, who's also 40 years in AA, Vietnam veteran wow. in the Vietnam War, and he's a psychiatrist, and he works at the VA. Hmm. So he deals with a lot of addiction and PTSD. Mm-hmm. And he was saying he was you know saying that uh, as a psychiatrist, as a medical doctor, when he sees people with, for example, um, uh, narcissistic NPD, narcissistic personality mm-hmm. disorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no cure for that apparently. That they can't claim there's a cure. And what he, you know, and he's not allowed to give them any a spiritual solution. And he says he sees people in AA and they exhibit the exact same symptoms or characteristics or traits of NPD. Mm-hmm. And in AA, he's so happy that he's involved with AA because he's able to offer a solution and a cure to wow. NPD wow. and, and al- it's a spiritual solution. It would wow. probably work for the other yeah, side, but because he's a medical doctor, he would lose his license if he said so. That's so wrong. Oh though. my goodness. So, but I mean, yeah, that's wrong. So the but, good news is but though. But good. That yeah. Yes, that I need to know what the solution is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> What's well, the 12 steps? It's a spiritual solution. They, okay. in, in, in AA, we pretty much have to believe in God. So a lot of people don't yeah. like God. It's out of, out of, it's not in fashion yeah. right now, God. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, in AA and all the 12 step programs, that's the foundation of our program. Mm. So we get to have that as a resource and it actually works. So there might be a God. It's a very good chance that there is because he's curing people of NPD in Alcoholics Anonymous. Wow. So I've got that, and you know I've been wow. doing Kundalini for years. It's a I type love of it. yoga, yoga, and and it's a very powerful uh, uh, style of yoga. That's why you have the Zen energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah you he do. Does. You do. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of meditation, and uh, I don't, I don't know if you uh, follow Joe Dispenza much. You mm-hmm. know much about Joe Dispenza? I know. Yeah. He, you know, he uh, he's amazing because he talks about all the brain research. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says that, you know, he, 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 they, they now have tests where they can test people how, what their anxiety, what their stress level is. And when they do the test, they ask people typically, do you have any idea what your stress level is? Write it down one through ten. And people write down three, four, whatever. And then when they go on the machines, they're testing off their stress levels. And, I, and they have no idea. We have no idea how stressed out we are. Especially, wow. he said, if you live in a big city. Uh-huh. If you drive in traffic, if it, all these factors that mm-hmm. we have that are making us extraordinarily overstressed, but we've adapted to it, yeah. we don't realize that we're highly stressed and it causes a lot of disease yes. you know, and mental illness as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. It is the absolute, and this is all he had, he stated, you know, he's citing all this real medical and scientific research done by Johns Hopkins, by MIT. Right. And they found, and they're, you know, they found that the only, here's another interesting thing. So when, you know, a, a deer in the forest, a deer is happily chewing on leaves, just having an easy day, mm-hmm. and the deer hears something, so the deer perks up, looks around, and sees a group of coyotes. So now the deer knows he or she's in trouble. Mm. So right away, the deer goes into fight or flight, and yes. the adrenaline pumps through the body, and that deer shoots off like a shot. Yeah. Gone. And the coyotes give chase. So the adrenaline's pumping and the, and the deer is running extremely fast because of all the extra adrenaline and energy. And let's say the deer outruns the coyotes. And so the coyotes turn around and they give up and they walk off. And the deer sees that. The deer will stop and within, within about five minutes be completely relaxed, forget 
that was just chased by oh coyotes and wow. happily eating leaves like nothing ever happened. <laughs> That's so fascinating. And he yeah. said the difference between animals and human beings is human beings cannot, will not shut it off. Once our fight or flight gets activated, uh-huh. it stays activated for about eight hours. Mm. But he said because of the world that we live in today, we're the, the, it's reactivated every eight hours. So we're in constant fight or flight, and we don't know it. Wow. No wonder. I know. Yeah. And when you're in constant fight fight or flight, it cuts off all creativity in the brain. Yeah. And there's only one way he says, and he hates it too, he hates meditation. He Mm -hmm. says, I hate it, but (laughs) I have to do it because all the research points to, there's four sections of the brain that get turned on that are Uh lit up, and he's done all the MRIs, and he shows you all the science of the MRIs. And there's four parts of the brain that are lit up during fight or flight. So most people, even when they don't think they're in fight or flight, those uh. four parts are lit. They're on fire. They're red. So we're always at the only way to stop each four of those areas is through meditation. Wow. So it's so yoga. Yoga. Yeah. Yoga. Okay. Would it count like walking in nature on the yeah, beach? Absolutely. Quietly? Like meditation. I do. A, I do a tuned in okay. where I like list what I see, hear, yep. smell, sense. Yeah. But I think like. I, I feel like, like especially if you've been doing that Kundalini yoga for years, you're probably so in tune with your body, mind and soul and spirit, that you'll know when is it time to rest. When can, when do I have to say no to something? Doesn't right. it help with all that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so it's invaluable, mm-hmm. you know. And and I think a lot of people just feel, oh, forget it. I can't meditate because I can't sit still, and they don't realize you can find different ways right. to meditate. Right. Yep. You could do so. it in your car while you're driving. Well, well I, yes, can. because I do. Yeah. I do. I do the breathing. Yeah, for yeah. some. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It depends. Yes, you don't close your eyes. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. yeah. The Zen, the, the you know, the, the Zen um, uh, teachers teach a doing meditation. Mm-hmm. And they start off with like, you'll, you'll uh, clean a blackboard. Mm. And they, they, and you're doing, you're cleaning it. You're cleaning the black blackboard, and you're doing everything you're supposed to do with your eyes wide open. And they teach you, and so and they, that you can translate that into the car. You're right, because yeah. I, my teacher, does it in the car. Uh-huh. And you're 100% aware of what's going on around you, but you're yeah. in a deep state yeah. of meditation. So it's called wow. the doing meditation, and you absolutely can do it. Yep. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. When I yeah. feel that fight or flight, I will go into the deep breathing, the diaphragmatic breathing. Yeah. yeah. And I do something that's I learned from my homeopath that um, when you imagine you're dropping your tailbone right. when, when you're doing the breaths, you just everything gets put into that spot. And, right. And I feel so much calmer. Yeah. Just wow. by doing that. Yeah. yeah. See, now my meditation's going to fit at the end of the episode. <laughs> okay. We were it's so funny cuz we didn't we weren't even sure you were going to talk about this. So I had this feeling to do a little mini meditation at the beginning. Oh. I was like, well not yet. Let's see. So, hey. Cuz <laughs> I do great. guided ones. Yeah. Yeah. We won't be able to drive home though. <laughs> no, it won't. It won't. It'll be an empowering visual one. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So, um so do you feel that you're living in your purpose, in your truth? Like what what's your most passionate thing that you're doing? Well, I mean, you know, my purpose and truth uh, is to uh, help animals and help others. In AA, we have to help others. We have to mm-hmm. help another alcoholic. Service. That's kind of our, it's our service. Yeah. yeah. And for me, uh, I, I think I help, you know, a lot of animals as well. So mm-hmm. that's really my purpose. So, you know, everything else I do supports my living so I can have, pay the rent and stuff like that. But uh, I think my purpose and my passion is uh, is animal 
you know, activism, rescue, whatever it is to do, mm-hmm. getting the word out about the situations. And you have dogs yourself? Yeah, I've got a pit bull. The pit bull that stars in the movie oh, is my dog. So that's yeah. your dog. Yeah. Oh, so your dog's a TV star. Yeah. Is, oh, did you change his name for the script? Yeah, the... it's a different name. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. he'll answer to that name in the script? I mean, the movie? She, well, she'll, anytime I talk, she pays attention. She, she's an amazing dog. And in fact, people remark on how great she is in the, in the movie. They're like, uh-huh. wow, how did you get the dog to do that? Yeah, so you don't, because I think typically when there's a dog in a movie, a film or TV show, you have to have trainers on site. Right. Do you, did you have to have trainers? No, no, I'm her oh, trainer. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You saved some money more there. fascinating, yeah. though. And I remember somebody asked me, how did you train, your dog is amazing. How did you? What was your technique? I said, love. Aww. Okay. And it works. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think it's like the zen, yeah. the energy that you put out too. Yeah. Because you're not in that fight or flight probably right. as right. much as some people are right. when they're trying to He's a whisperer. Train. Dog uh-huh. whisperer. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. So you can add that to your... Uh, yeah. Repertoire. You're, yeah. you're, you could be a dog trainer if you yeah. ever wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you feel there was a time in your life where you were in ego or, or feeling turmoil and then now you've shifted? Like, can you give us an example of something like that? Of, like, of what now? Like, if you, you felt like maybe you were in ego or you were lost or having turmoil or something and then how you shifted out of that? Well, I mean, the, you know, as an alcoholic ex addict, you know, I had a lot of. Uh, turmoil and trouble um, that just goes, you know, with, you know, partying too much. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of something specific. It's been such a long time. Oh, I'm that's so, good. Yeah. And that means you've cleared the... Maybe. What about like relationships in relationships? Are you, are you married now no, or no? Okay. No, dating, but Dating. Not, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's been a long time. I mean... You know, in when I first came to L.A., I was in trouble all the time. You know, it, it just seems like a different. It, I don't even relate to it anymore. Wow. I don't even remember. Yeah, was that evolved. was that because of being in the industry? Being in the industry, um, making a lot of money really fast, mm. and hanging out with people that are you know in drugs. A lot of mm-hmm. people are into drugs, uh, and so I was like a kid in the candy candy store, and I just didn't had no restraint right it was around you yeah mm -hmm. it was around me so and I had a lot of terrible in fact well the other thing is yeah so the the actual the movie slash series also portrays an Mm -hmm. ex-girlfriend which was a extraordinarily toxic relationship Uh she is borderline and uh um and uh you know, that was, I was stayed in that on and off for like eight years. Okay. And that was probably the greatest turmoil in my life. I turned it into comedy now. It's right. very funny. <laughs> but, but at the time it was not. Black comedy. Yeah. Yeah. In that relationship, did she blame you a lot for things that, oh, I yeah. guess, for your, how you made her feel? Yeah, all the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's borderline. Yeah. 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 Oh, and she yeah. never could see her own, uh, part in anything yeah. was, and mm-hmm. and I, I you know and I the funny thing is and the comedy is as I I would catch her cheating on me all the time and I wasn't looking I'd fall in I, one time I was in you know I lived in Malibu for a long time so I got hungry late at night and all the restaurants are closed so I had to drive to Santa Monica and uh was it Sushi Roko is that what it's called uh, uh-huh. uh, next to Coogie's 
No. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The, no, I'm talking, no, the, no, this is in Santa Monica. Oh, this Santa is, Monica. This okay. is the old 90s there. Yeah. Well, Kugis was there, but that Japanese yeah. restaurant, Bui Sushi, wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't there. Okay. So you had to drive in to this the place in Santa Monica, and I drove in late one night, and I was, the, you know, I went in there, and uh, I, I caught it with this famous uh, rock and roll star. I don't want to mention his oh, name. Oh, come on. No, I can't. <laughs> You tell us off the air. Yeah, I'll tell you off the <laughs> That's air. That's funny. And, uh, you know, so there's a big scene there, of course. Mm. And But that, that happened all the time. And, um, you know, she'd always have some kind of crazy excuse. It was just, it was just unbelievable. So it gave you good material for now for your show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes. That's funny. So that's like um, self-fulfilling prophecy. Like she probably had abandonment issues or something. Yes. And she, she didn't trust that you were going to stick around for her. So she sabotaged right. the relationship. Right. Wow. Yeah. I just summed her up. Right. Well, yeah. And then being in something that toxic will cause you to feel toxic. So then sometimes that results in behavior or depression or so it was like a vicious cycle. Yeah. You feel crazy. Yeah. It was interesting. Have you ever heard of somebody named Dr. Pat Allen? Yeah. Okay. So it was Dr. I've met her. Oh, you have? It's a girl. It's a lady, right? It's a lady. Yeah, I know her. Yeah. Yeah. So I used to go to her one woman show. And I always recommend people go to it. She's only doing it once a month now. She used to do it every uh-huh. once a week, but she's older. So mm. it's once a month. She is the smartest person on planet Earth. Uh-huh. And she uh, and I saw her privately as well. And, and she's the one that taught me about male and female energy. Mm. I always felt kind of crazy because this girl, beautiful, very sexy, very beautiful, uh, playmate and all that sort of stuff, and very feminine looking and smelling and sounding and everything, but it had like a weird male energy. Uh, mm-hmm. And Dominant. I couldn't, again, I would tell her that. And she said, you're crazy. Everybody says I'm a, the hottest girl they've ever oh, been yeah. with. I'm a girl. I'm like, I know. But, <laughs> and it wasn't until I met Pat Allen and she explained that male, you know, that men and women can be predominantly, uh, you know, a male can be predominantly uh, female energy. Yeah. Doesn't mean they're gay. It just means yeah. that they have that energy. It's just yeah. an energy. It's not a sexual preference. Yeah. And uh, so when I figured that out, I was I felt all of a sudden that I wasn't. So that, the, that was the beginning of realizing, okay, I'm not crazy. Right. Maybe, right. maybe I'm not crazy. <laughs> maybe she's crazy. And little by little, more and more evidence started piling up. Yeah. And I realized, okay, she is crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm not great, but I'm not as crazy as her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can. I witnessed relationships like that, and yeah. it's crazy making. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it can't usually can never work. No. So I have a few friends getting out of relationships like that right now. <laughs> yeah. But the what you know, mainly I think people wanna hold on to them. They don't right. know, you know, that they're in in that mm-hmm. dynamic. It was a very a very sick dynamic. I mean it got very I mean, how crazy can we get on this pod? Is this oh, for get adults crazy. only? Yes, get whatever. crazy. Well just this is this will go back to turmoil, how crazy I was okay. with her. It's a great story. Uh so she, we would go to like these Hollywood parties and she would dress very, uh, you know, seductively. Yeah. yeah. And she would wear no bra. She had very large, real breast and she'd unbutton her thing all the way down her butt. So you could actually see whatever you wanted to see. Oh my God. So we'd go to these parties and guys would be, you know, go over and talk to her and yeah, just look at her breasts and she loved it. Oh my gosh. But it would drive me crazy. <laughs> of course. And we'd get in huge fights over it. And she said, I was jealous. I wasn't a real man. And then she name drop all these big movie stars that she dated that you know, that were real men that didn't care that she dressed like that. Oh. So I, 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 so I, I, uh, you know, back in the day, I used to have a trainer in Malibu, and I said, "How do I get really? You know, what do I do to get these? You know, big muscles? I want to." He said, "Well, the, Billy, you're, you're genetically 
there's not a lot we can do. However, I can send <laughs> you. Yeah, I can send you to a guy in Costa Mesa, who's a doctor, and he'll oh my give gosh. you steroids. Oh yeah. Okay. So I did the steroids, and within about four or five weeks, I did get like you know ripped muscles, but I did the steroids and growth hormone. Oh my mm. gosh! Now a side effect of that. I don't know how dirty I can oh, get Oh, I know. I know what you're going to say. So it yeah. kind of keeps you engorged yeah. almost all the time. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. So you have a slight hard uh, on all the time. And mm-hmm. it also the growth hormone makes it, makes it big. Oh, my God. Everything grows in growth hormone. Everything. Uh-huh. So what I did is I, as, I, as I realized it was happening, I went out and purchased a whole new wardrobe. Okay. I got these rubber tight pants. Oh my god! And I got these see-through T-shirts. What, what, what years were these? In the nineties. Nineties. Okay. All right. I'm getting 90s. a visual. Yeah. <laughs> and real pointed shoes. You know the pointy shoes and everything. And so I'd start. We, you know, we'd go to these events, and I started dressing like this. Uh, and it was amazing. It was like magic. All the girls would run over to me, and they did the same thing the guys did. The guys were looking at her boobs, and the girls would all be oh, looking down my at my package. my my package. <laughs> And it drove her nuts. Oh, you give her a taste of her own medicine. Yep, and it worked. She said, what do I have to do to get you to stop doing this with the girls? I said, you have to stop dressing like that, and I'll stop. Tip for tat. Yep. (laughs) Literally. You took it quite far, though. It worked. To get back at her. But it worked. But that's how crazy. I mean, you know, steroids, I don't advise doing them because they do make you... (laughs) They're bad for you. Very yeah. bad. Yes. Yeah. Very bad. I got a lot of b- very bad cystic acne in the, uh, my back uh-huh. from it was a, as a side effect. Oh, yeah. So I don't encourage anybody to do that. In fact, <laughs> it's bad I do it. That'll show you how t- you talk about turmoil. That's <laughs> crazy. Cra- that's right. crazy. Right. So you did have something there oh, yeah. to talk about. So do yeah. you feel, and that's awesome. Vulnerability is awesome. Yeah. Do you feel that everything you've gone through has been worth it, like led up to where you are now? Yes, Absolutely. And how? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I am where I am right now and, and everything seems to be good. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I don't think I could have gotten here any other way. It was the way. Right. It's the way that, you know, the, the, the way to travel. I was just looking at you in agreeance. <laughs> oh, Eden's looking Kim at me was, like she thought I saw like an angel behind her or yeah, something. Yeah, Kim was looking at me oh. weird. So no, I, I was agreeing. Okay. Oh, because oh, we always talk about that. Like what you just said, we talk about how even though you go through struggles and sometimes you, I do that too, where I look back and go, God, that seems like I'm watching a movie and it wasn't even me because I've changed so much from then. Right. But if that hadn't happened, we wouldn't be who and where we are now. So There's you have a purpose. To, you have to find gifts in it. There's a purpose in everything everything right. Yes. right yes yeah and so, so that's cool that you're such a walk the talk example of that yeah you know yeah yeah so you got to write a book too have you have you written a book yet about your life well the 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 the, the, the movie's called the trouble with billy oh, okay see it'll be a book later too <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so awesome how special though that you have that script and that that's like a book basically yeah and it's kind of like so it, it's a reflection of your life? Very exaggerated. Okay. I was never abducted by aliens, so. Oh, that's true. Well, maybe you were. <laughs> <laughs> never know. Right. <laughs> we have kind of uh, that, that energy that we attract sometimes. So. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. anyways, thank you very much for being on. We, we want to yep. know how do we find out more? How can people find out more about you and what you're doing and more about that show and everything else? Um, well, uh, probably uh, the Facebook page for the show, which has a lot, lot of information on it, is uh, you know Facebook.com forward slash The Trouble with Billy. Okay. okay. 
Um, and then my Instagram, which has a lot of my fire pictures, videos mm. that I made mm. when I was rescuing the horses. That's just uh, my Instagram, William McNamara 108. You'll okay. probably get a lot of people uh, after they listen to this. I know. Go yeah. go to that fire, that page well, with I the fires. Yeah. 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 You do feature a lot. Of, he features a lot of his animal rescue stuff on there, too. And I want to see right. your pit bull. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Yep. And um, this was one of our best interviews. I loved it. Oh, I know. So the vulnerability and the authenticity was, I think, what made it oh, extra good. Yeah. magnetic. Thanks for being here. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to share a little bit about our sponsor, Forever Script. Do you have your precious memories located in multiple places and on multiple devices? Are they stored safely, privately, and easily accessible? Are they organized in a way to use them, share them, and enjoy them? How would you like to consolidate all of your photos, videos, recordings, and important documents in one safe, convenient, and private space? Forever.com is your answer. They safely store memories for your lifetime plus 100 years. So my friend Cindy Striegel, she's here to help you introduce you to Forever and guide you through the the many options available which are safe photos, voicemails, convert old videos, create cards, gifts, and photo books in time for the holidays. So to learn more, join her private Facebook group, Deja You, Memories for Life, or check out the company at forevercynthiastriegel.com, and her last name is spelled S-T-R-I-E-G-E-L. And then I'm going to end with a little, very quick guided meditation or visualization, because I don't want any of you in the car falling asleep. So you can do this while you're driving, just having visualization. So you, Billy and Eden, you can join along. So everybody take a deep breath, breathe in serenity, breathe out any stress and throw it out into the universe. And I just want you to imagine you're in your most favorite relaxing place. It might be a beach, it might be a meadow, it might be a stream or somewhere in nature. And just imagine that you're sitting there relaxing, looking at all the beautiful scenery and imagine it really bright and hear all the sounds around you really vividly and really breathe in the senses of being in nature and the healing and the grounding and feel how connected you are to everything and breathe it in as we are all one. And then I want you to see yourself getting, gathering the power around you, gathering the power that nature has for you, the love, the peace, the serenity, the magic of nature. And imagine just having that as light around you, a gold light all around you, and that you can gather it all within your being. So you're just taking it in, you're breathing in the gold light all around you to add more balance, more peace, more serenity, more positivity, more peace in your life, extra peace in your life, and breathe it all in, and just take in everything around you, make it really big and bright and bold, and you can anchor it in, you can tap your thumb three times, anchor it in, and take another deep breath, breathing in the serenity, and you can open your eyes. Hope that helped. Okay. Cool. Thank you, everybody. Thanks. See you next episode. See you next time. For more information on Eden, go to EdenSuston.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. 
make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.